This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Nat and Justin. We're here. It's sort of a weird feeling, right? Because honestly, Justin, and maybe, maybe I am too positive. Maybe I am too optimistic, but I don't know. Obviously, I don't like when Steph gets injured, but I don't know. I wasn't freaking out about it, but you know what starts to annoy me? was the way everybody else was freaking out about it. Oh, the MCL, that's it. What the fuck are y'all talking right. about, yo? Like, what, like... <laughs> Just putting that type of energy in the air what casually. The fuck up! Shut up! One of y'all are doctors! People are so funny, man. Yo, this shit is mad annoying. I'm just Make like everything super depressing. Cause like I know like when like when it first happened and I saw your tweets and you're just like, oh, it's it's painful, but it's just him like kind of rebanging that area. Right? I mean, at least that's what you initially thought. And then like they're calling it a lower leg injury. Um, which is not the knee. That's mm. not the MCL. So like I'm kind of ruling out an MCL because, you know, it's not that. And and that's why it's also, I mean, I understand he's a doctor and I respect his knowledge, but that's why it's also a little annoying when, like, that doctor who everyone listens to retweets, like, you know, the, the, the MCL. Because, like, you're also retweeting that after Slater already said they're calling it a lower leg injury. So why are we still talking about mm-hmm. the fucking knee? Like, they would know. They would say some kind of knee injury and leave it vague till they do it. But mm-hmm. it's clearly not yeah. a knee. So let's move on from the whole MCL shit. We know that you know your stuff. Yeah. We know that you're like a very smart person, but like, there's no need to get the, the fan base this worked up. Right. Sorry, it was people going, like you just said. People, nah, it, it annoyed me in real time too. Like, I literally was contemplating like just muting, unfollowing a bunch of people who just tweet dumb, dumb, negative, super negative shit. Like, you you see anything? Oh, his knee buckled and all of this. It's like, do y'all want it to be that so y'all can be? write about it or something like i don't understand <laughs> like he goes back to the locker room pointing at his leg he's not pointing at his knee no and like, MCL, MCL. i'm like do y'all even know where the mcl is y'all just saying shit because you see somebody else say it see someone else say it every time something <laughs> happens not even near where he pointed at 
How many times have we been to me every time someone gets hurt? Oh, that looks like the Achilles. I hate to say it, but that looks like an Achilles. How, what do you mean? How do you know? Right. <laughs> Everybody wants to be like, I've watched so much basketball. I can name injuries when they happen. Like, I, I'm so smart. Look at me. <laughs> oh, season's over. Like, oh, that's it. This is over. Like, is it? Like, bruh. God forbid it's anything serious. It doesn't look like it's going to be something super serious. They root out the knee. Um, my, my guess, based on them saying they root out the knee and everything that's transpired over the last two games, it looks like he got hit really bad in his leg against Denver. It hurt. It left a huge bruise like it usually does. He got hit in that same spot again very, very hard. Repeated trauma to a certain area of the body, yes, can leave some scarring, contusion, a bruise. He might be out for a game or two, whatever. But if it is contusion, I'm not I'm not expecting him to be out for that long. It's literally a matter of when the bruise goes away and when the pain goes down. So I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm not gonna sit up sit up here and put out the energy that it's something more serious, like anything with a CL and some type of ligament in his knee. Like, come on. Come on. We can and we can do better than that. that. The X-rays were negative, so which is a good thing. Yeah, so it's not nothing broken. The MRI is going to be anything soft tissue. So if something, if there was a ligament thing going on in his knee, they would use an MRI to do it. But they've ruled out the knee already. They have screening that they do immediately, physically touching your knee and doing all these different tests and stuff to kind of rule out these injuries. And if they and if it's looking kind of murky, then they go to the MRI. But I'm thinking they're using the MRI to just see how bad the bruising is, how bad the contusion is in his in his leg muscle. So, like I said, being hopeful about it, people just like to be super negative and cry and just try to find a reason to make themselves feel bad. And I don't understand it. So, yeah. So, like, my immediate, my immediate reaction is like, well, my, my, my immediate reaction was annoyance because I'm just like, great you know even if he is okay it's just like he's taking a beating and um so not great I'm saying great like sarcastically and then my other reaction is like see this is why this is honestly why it annoys me all the resting and bullshit that they do early in the season this is why because I get it second night of a back-to-back so y'all want to just not play people and I also get that the guys are older. So I do feel like, but we know that it's not just like, we know most of the time when you're resting them on the second night of the back-to-back, it's not that the training staff really thinks that they can't play because sometimes they do, right? Like look at Denver. They went and played the other night and they were like, well, Steph and Dre said they feel good, right? So you telling me early in the season when we had just started and y'all were resting them on back-to-backs that they didn't feel good, right? And so I my point in that is saying, there's going to come later in the season where dudes get banged up, where things happen. And now, like, Steph probably shouldn't have been playing tonight. He probably shouldn't have been playing tonight, right? But he was playing because of the situation that the team is in. And he goes out there and plays, and he probably most likely re-aggravated the injury that he already had. And arguably, he probably shouldn't have been playing in Denver, I'm saying he shouldn't have been playing in Denver from the moment that Dre got scratched. When they were both still going to play, I think it was fine. Mm-hmm. The moment Dre got scratched, I'm like, he probably shouldn't have been playing. Mm-hmm. But it was probably too late at that point. 
So, and then he gets injured in that game, right? So it's just like, this is what annoys me because not only had, if you just tried for the games earlier in the season that you should have won, would this not matter as much? But also now later in the season when you actually need to rest him and probably rest Dre, who also probably needs rest, you could do that without the fair, right? That you can't. But now you're in a, in a difficult situation. The only benefit, the only positive to any of this is that the team actually has to experience this season playing <laughs> without mm-hmm. him. So, like, I'm not saying it'll be easy, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's an opportunity for them to get confidence and build chemistry and work on some of the things that they're going to have to do to win games, like play defense. That first stretch when Steph was out for that for that long homestand, that was some of the best defense they were playing all season because they that was the only way they were going to win games. So I think it's going to be if he's out for some time, hopefully he's not, but it'll have to be them locking in on defense and finding that defensive identity again. But I do think at this point, like you just want them all together on the court as much as possible, but they only got 30 games left. So figuring out lineup combos that work best and, you know, how to all be on the string on both ends of the ball um, is super important, you know, for this home stretch in the regular season and for the playoffs too. They only have five games left until All-Star. Three of those games are at home. So it's OKC Portland Lakers. Then Washington Clippers on like a back-to-back. And they did not finish the last away stand with a winning record. They went one and two. So they did not complete the goal there of having a winning record. And so they have OKC coming home. At home, that's probably a winnable game for them without Steph. Um But going to Portland without Steph, if that's what ends up happening, that might be a little difficult. But then after that Portland game, they have two nights off before L.A. comes to town. And maybe, you know, it's Saturday. So if Steph gets off the week, maybe he's back by the time they play the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm sort of like, I don't know, maybe you rush Dre. Because he bangs himself up again tonight. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think I I still go back to that Clippers game right before All Star break being interesting because it's the second night of a back to back and they have to go out of town and so it's only L A. But I can easily see them like we're not sending the rest of the team there. <laughs> like, like the yeah. only thing to me that may make them go is like because it's L A. and dudes may want to go, but it's like. I could see them being like, mm. we're not sending the whole team there. Like Clay might yeah, want to go. I think it depends. Clay might want to go because it's his home, right? It's LA and then it's all-star break. But I just, you know, because I mean, the only person who's an all-star is Steph. Right. I mean, that, that might be why they all end up going because like the rest of the team is just going to have to break off. So they might just be like, look, we're going to try to get, this win, see what happens. Um, you know, that could be 
you know, what they're thinking. So right now they're one game above 500. Yeah. So you just I'm more so look at like what they uh hmm? you just sort of hope over these next five games they go three and two. It's like at a minimum. Just hope that they, they win more than they lose. Yeah. I mean they should I mean if Steph is out then it changes things. That's that's why I will go three and two would be a, a win if he's out. But if he's playing at least if he's just missing the Thunder game and playing the game after that, which is kind of it's realistic if it's a if it's a contusion, he can be back as soon as two games. But they should be looking for four and one, really. Yeah, um, no, I agree. The Lakers are playing good. I agree, but I just, you know, facing the Clippers and not having Clay will be hard if both Paul George and Kawhi are playing, and they're both the Clippers are. I mean, they're weird. It's like it feels like they're starting to play better and then they'll have like a dud. So I don't know. But it, it'll be harder to play that team if 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 Clay isn't playing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's why I would hope that they would have all of their guys for that game, um, except for Clay. You know, I mean, I hope that they let Clay play back to back every now and then, but who knows? It's also harder if, like, Andrew's still, like, not playing like Andrew. He's just all in his head right now, which he needs to get it together. I'm not going to defend it anymore, but I'm still not okay with the way people are talking about him. It's like, he'll figure it out. Shut the fuck up. Like, y'all are just annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, he didn't take a ton of shots. This game, I don't think anybody took particularly like a ton of shots. Like Steph took eleven, Clay took eleven, Draymond, Draymond for <laughs> he got he got trigger happy today, which is not like him. But mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say like, like he relocated to take that three. I was like, what? The, did you see that? I'm like, oh, do we think yeah. he's like like you, like why why? Right, he had his first three right. He had his first two threes, and then from there he was like, I'm letting it fly. Um. But yeah, Wiggins, I think he's coming along. I think to, this game was a little bit better than, or definitely better than last game, but he got a few post ups. He got some stuff going to the rim. Um, you know, it was just, he's taking it a game at a time. I think he'll definitely need that all star break to kind of get his mind right, get his rhythm back. And then, uh, I think he'll be much better after the all star break. People saying Wiggs ass and we coddling him. That's funny. What do people want? Like, if we trash him and talk shit about him, does that make the situation better? Does it, does it, I just don't get what people are looking for. Um, negativity. People, you know, thrive off negativity. So, yeah, it is what it is. There's definitely a, um, I wouldn't say a gray area, but there's definitely it's definitely possible to be realistic and also be positive. You don't always have to be like saying the worst possible thing and all the time. Just like you can literally yeah. talk about his game and say, "Look, he's not playing well. He's not doing this. He needs to do more of this." It doesn't have to be you fucking mm-hmm. bum, you you beta, you soft as fuck, you like what the fuck? Yeah, we got to do better with that. Um, These people need hugs, man. 
They need hugs and therapy. For sure. I didn't even end up talking to my therapist about the worries of the night. I told you I was going to do that and I didn't, but now I feel like I need to talk to her because I don't know if I need to talk to her about the warriors if I need to talk to her about the fan base because I just feel like, oh my God. The warriors used to be something I enjoyed and uh, anyway, let's break. It's time to break. Don't worry. We'll get the vibes in before we go. But we literally recording right after the game. I'm checking to see, you know, when y'all see me looking down, I'm checking my phone to see stuff. So I'm checking to see if there's any Steph updates. I saw earlier Kerr announced that Loon is back in the starting lineup for good. So I'm glad that we understand that. Right. We've been, uh, finally, finally he gets that. Now we got to get him to stop playing Steph, Clay, and Poole together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it doesn't work. All right, guys, you tuned into Golden Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast. It's Justin and Nat. We'll be right back. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? What up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. Justin had to talk to me about my vibes because they were not very good. I got a little lecture. He said he's going to be bringing the vibes because I'm not bringing them. So let's see. Maybe not this episode, but he said it's coming soon to an episode near you. So we'll see. We'll see. Right, Justin? <laughs> we can expect vibes from you soon. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> um, okay, but not for real. So we're back. Justin and I, in all series, we were doing like a little exercise sort of Looking at the standings, looking at the remaining strength, the strength of schedule for the Warriors plus other teams, just trying to get a sense of the lay of the land, you know, what life might be like without staff. Both of us are just remaining positive and we don't think, we don't think this is going to be something that's going to like keep Steph out, you know, um, in the worst case scenario. I mean, I just don't see it being something like that will extend beyond all-star break. So there's five games left before all-star break. So if they, God forbid, had to like play those games without staff, three of them are at home. So you hope that in the worst case scenario, they would go three and two. And then, you know, that would still kind of keep them right around 500, maybe a game above 500. And then they'd have the all-star break, right? So we expect a lot of our guys to kind of get treatment and rejuvenated over that time you know and that Mm -hmm. post all-star break they come out ready to go so it's really just a matter of getting them getting them to all-star break five games five games you just gotta get there um but they're tired they're tired they're tired and fatigued and overworked and you have to imagine this season has to be pretty, like, a little mentally exhausting for them, too, right? It, it has to be. 
I think it is when you expect a season to go a certain way and then it goes not the opposite, but I'm sure they picture themselves being near the top of the league in record picture themselves having, you know, multiple all-stars and having the young guys look amazing and both timelines are just flourishing at the same time, but it does, has not gone that way. So I'm sure it's just been frustrating and annoying and, you know, as, as frustrating as we get as fans watching them blow leads in the fourth quarter as a player, I'm sure it's even more frustrating. And, you know, you, you looking at yourself a certain way and getting upset potentially with yourself and your teammates. So, um, yeah, kudos, kudos to them for, you know, remaining positive, at least in the media or out to the public about what's going on. And Kerr said he wholeheartedly believes they can still win a championship and stuff like that. So that speaks to their true. resolve. Yeah, speaks to their resolve and their, um, you know, championship pedigree that they can still approach the season, given how how it's gone so far with the uh, that type of confidence level. But definitely helps that there's ten other teams in your in the general vicinity of you in the standings right now. So, yeah. So, I mean, we really haven't talked about this game, so we should probably talk about the game. Weird game. Because, like, at halftime, Dre and Jermichael Green were your leading scorers. Um, it, it was good in the sense that, like, the shots and the scoring was sort of spread out. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, they were moving the ball early in the game. So, when I say it's weird, like, that part isn't weird per se. But it was just sort of weird you know, Draymond was, like, really in the mood to shoot tonight. Um, and we don't know what got him in that mood. Uh, you know, Steph sort of started to get it going in the second half. And then um, he gets injured. Luca didn't play tonight. You end up losing the other star tonight. So it's like this big ABC matchup showdown. Doesn't kind of live up to that. Um, and then, of course... You just see the lead steps out, dwindle and dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And then you're just like, come on, guys, please. And honestly, it's really the clock running out that saved them because they looked like they were going in the same direction. Oh, yeah. before. It, it, it they did literally not... gave up a layup. <laughs> yeah. They gave up a layup at the end of the turnover. So it's just, uh, I, you know, it, it was sort of painful to watch and I'm like what's happening you know like first of all I thought when when Dre do that little behind the back I thought that was going to be a turnover when he first threw it then Jordan gets it and looks like he went up with really no intention to score just to be mm-hmm. cute and silly or I don't fucking know and <laughs> the foul. no because I don't know what he went up to do like it didn't look like you were actually trying to score and then mm-hmm. it ended up not being a foul so it was just wasted. And to be honest, Dre probably could have put it up, but you didn't. And then fucking like Jordan comes and you do some 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 kooky shit. Like I just I just need this team to stop fucking being unserious. Like I need them to stop being unserious because I'm starting to question the team's IQ. And I know that y'all are smarter because I've seen you play smarter, right? It, it's not mm-hmm. like the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I question the IQ and they haven't showed me that they can be better. Y'all can be better. 
we know that you just want a championship being better. So play like you have some fucking sense. So, um, you know, then Andrew, like he just turns the ball, like literally just said, Hey, here you go. Just like passed it, passed it, right. you know, to the Mavs in that fourth quarter. So it was just, it was really bad. And even at the end, yes, they couldn't get back in it. Like you said, like turnover, I think they ended up saying that basket didn't count at the very end, but it doesn't matter. It's just like the carelessness, just the, the, you know, and also even when they didn't turn it over, I mean, Loon got a huge rebound. That rebound probably saved the game because they were just able to eat clock. Mm-hmm. They were, did they score again? Like, I can't even remember, but they were able to eat. No, no. Loon drew a foul and he went right. to the line and made one or two. Like, they just, because I'm watching and it's like they, what? I'm sorry. I think they didn't score a field goal in the last six minutes of the game. Right. Which is un- unbelievable. <laughs> and, and and also, they're out there and it looks like they don't know what to do. Like, they don't know. Like, they're running around, they're moving. But it's like, for me, it feels like they're just moving without a purpose. Like, they don't know how to get a shot. Like, a good shot. <laughs> it looks and- frantic. And this is where I'm kind of looking at Steve a little bit and just begging and pleading to to diversify the offense up just a little bit um, sometimes because they're off. They already have a, a difficult time generating looks at the rim for guys that can actually finish. You know, they, they generate a ton of looks at the rim for like Looney and stuff like that. And he's not a, a dominant finisher. Neither is Draymond. And the looks that they get is typically off like Steph making something happen or clays gravity, you know, at play and stuff like that. The, the, the best thing they've done in the last few games offensively to, to switch it up is give Wiggins some more post-ups. Um, just stuff like that. Little stuff like that can help the offense so much. Um, running a little bit more high pick and roll with like Jordan in particular. Um, Cause that's his, that's his strength right now. And you know they just gotta they just gotta do something different because teams know what they're gonna run. They just run around in circles and circles and circles, handoff, handoff screen, and it's a lot of east west stuff. It's not a lot of stuff going towards the rim. Um, so they gotta somehow implement that a little bit more. Yeah, you know our girl Canary House. I I continue to agree with her, but like they need to do more to get Wiggins and Poole going. You know it's like. They're just kind of out there thrown into the offense and expected to figure things out. They don't run Mm -hmm. things. They don't run actions for those guys, you know, and I feel like they need to. I do. They want, they want to go out there and be Steph and he's not Steph. He's Steph like, he's not Steph. Right. I was saying the same stuff last year. Um, Early in the season, they, I mean, they just kept running them off screens and, doing a lot of things that they asked Stephen Clay to do. And it was the same mistake they were making his rookie season too. And it's part of the reason why he looked as bad as he did. Um, play him to his strengths, get him going downhill. Um, he also has to like stop dancing with the ball and doing too much because he was dribbling off his foot again tonight. Um, give a guy a simple move and go. If it doesn't work, move the ball. Like they, they, they do a lot of, you know, off ball movement and stuff like that as is. So he needs to take advantage of that a little bit more in addition to just being more decisive with his moves um, and, and getting stuff going that way. But I would, I would throw some stuff for Kaminga as well. Some quick hitters, him, you know, for a lob or backdoor screen leading to a cut or something like that too. 
And why doesn't he just play some more minutes? That's another thing. I don't know. I don't know. He comes in and he'll get you like 12 points in 14 minutes and he's only taking six shots. And it's like, why, why isn't he playing more minutes? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's he's sometimes he gets lost off ball and he didn't have the best game against the Nuggets defensively because of that. But overall, you I mean, you got to play him against this team. You know, the skeleton of the Mavericks. He could have got a ton of minutes just to, you know, work on his game, get some more development uh, reps in there. But he only played 20 minutes tonight. Should have played 30, <laughs> to be honest. I accidentally hit the thing on my phone that like records what people are saying. So I'm listening to you, but my phone is like typing out what you're saying and it's sort of funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's getting most of it right though. So not bad, not bad. Right, right. Apple, Apple is usually pretty on top of that type of stuff. Doing pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they got the W, and I feel like we're sort of not celebrating that. Like, we'll we'll take the Ws these days, this, these days as they come. Like, <laughs> beggars can't be true. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if that's just not pretty. I don't care if it was against the Lucas Mavs. Like, at this point, the goal of the season is just get there, just fucking get there, because, woo. Hmm. Right. Just get there. Rack up. The, I mean, regular season is all about, you know, getting as many wins and, you know, establishing habits for the playoffs. But really, it's about getting wins however you can get them, because you're gonna need them. Every single win counts. Yeah. Especially when the when it's so close as it is now. So, for sure. I'll take it. I mean, I is there anybody who you want to point out as a standout from the game? Because I I don't have more on the game. You know, stuff gets injured and. People are acting in pandemonium, and I'm just exhausted, Justin. I'm exhausted. Um, as far as individuals, Dante continues to shoot the ball really well. Um, just do everything. You know, he's rebounding, he's passing, he's stealing the ball, he's hitting threes, setting guys up. Kaminga also just killing his minutes, very efficient, getting to the basket, making a lot of better decisions out there. Uh, still got to work on fouling, but – That'll come with time. And, you know, everybody else did what they what they usually do. Um, Draymond, 17-9-9, pretty good, pretty good game. Two blocks. So, other than that, it, was, it wasn't really that interesting of a game until they almost blew it. Right. Uh, got outscored by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Later tweeted that Kerr just basically reiterated that they're committed to the bigger lineup with Dre and Loon. I'm going back to it. Came to the conclusion that our best bet is to start with the bigger lineup. We know that five-man unit is the number one or number two lineup in the NBA. No shit. No shit. <laughs> it's like, why do we try things sometimes? I don't know. But if they're going to commit to this lineup, which I think they should do, um, they they hopefully they grabbing somebody to help shore up that front court. Um, like I said, I want to see Jamichael um, play against a good team, play well against a good team more than just one game this year. I think he played pretty good against the Cavs, but 
outside of that, let's see you play good against a, a good team again, please. Um, so you can have a little bit more trust in him. Uh, I see people talking about him in the playoff rotation, and I'm not convinced that he should be in it. Nah. Like I said, until he shows that he can do, he can play consistently well, then I wouldn't have him in the playoff rotation. I would have the main six guys, Dante and Kaminga, right now. Um, that's why they need to go grab another front court player that can, you know, add to the front court depth. I think they should lean in on defense. So if you're looking to add somebody, um, try to get somebody that's defensive minded, that rebounds, that can help Loon and Draymond inside because they don't have a ton of help. And the help that they do have in a guy like Kaminga, Kerr's just doesn't trust them to play over 20 minutes in a game. So they need to add another guy. Um, like I said, I'm going to double down on Vanderbilt. A lot of teams want him. I think he would be amazing on the Warriors. I think he would be everything that they need him to be. And it would just show up their front court. So I'm just doubling down. They should go get Jerry Vanderbilt. Well, speaking of Kaminga, Kylan Mill tweeted, the fact that Jonathan Kaminga is the youngest warrior ever to reach 1,000 points is incredible given how sporadic his minutes have been the last two seasons. Also impressive given that Steve Kerr has asked him to play defense rather than be a scorer. JK is just elite. I concur. I concur as well. Future warrior legend. I'm calling it right now. So multiple time all-star. Multiple time champion. Calling it right now. There you go. All right. We start and Justin is bringing the fives. Yes. On that note, we break. We'll be right back. You're tuned into Golden Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast with Justin and Nat. Stay tuned. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. What up, what up? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We are back. We are back. And the Warriors, because, you know, I know you guys all really, really get into seeding. And I think they're going to still, when everything is said and done tonight, be like an eighth or ninth or whatever. But they're really in a multiple way tie for fourth because they have 26. L's. They have 26 in the lost column, along with several other teams in the West, which include the Clippers. Yeah, so they're seventh. So they, they're, what were they, eighth coming into tonight? <laughs> so they're seventh. <laughs> they have a four-way tie with 26 losses at the fourth spot. So it's Clips, Suns, Dallas, and Golden State. I don't think Dallas mm-hmm. – well, Dallas, I think now – the Warriors have won one, and Dallas has won one. So Phoenix, I think, owns the tiebreaker. Warriors would mm-hmm. own the tiebreaker right now over the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Right now, yes. So four-way tie right now for fourth. And I don't know, but I just sort of have this feeling that we'll see – but that sack may hold on to that third seed. Something would have to happen for the Kings, I think. They'd have to drop a few to put them in jeopardy. But, like, right now, they're kind of solidly, 
you know, they're, they're only at 22 losses. They have a better chance of catching Memphis, I think, right now than others have a better chance of catching them for third. Because Memphis has 20 losses. So? And the Kings only have 22. True. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess you are right. But like I said, they'll have to drop some games. Who had the Let's Sacramento see. Kings with the third seed? Shout out to Mike Brown. I know. Shout out to Mike Brown. He shout out to Mike Brown. Shout out to Sabonis. Was Sabonis Sabonis? When was that trade? Was that over the offseason? No, it was it was midseason last year. It was last year, right? Yeah, it was around the trade deadline. And we all went crazy because they gave a Halliburton. And I mean, look, Halliburton's a fir- a first time all star and um Fox is not, which is a travesty. But um, you know. So I don't know. Maybe that makes it all up, but yeah. it's it's still it's unfortunate. Yeah, whoever the GM is, shout out to him, um, executive Monty McNair, because um, he I mean he put together a good team. They got Herder, they got Malik Monk. Um, obviously facilitated the Sabonis deal. They brought it. They brought in Mike Brown, and they got a really good team. They drafted Keegan Murray. So that's a ton of additions. That's like three or four additions over the last season and a half. Um, that's put them in a position to be a really good team, and you know the rest of the mid, the rest, of, the rest of the mid, the rest of the West has been mid, so it sets the table for them to, you know, potentially get home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. You know what my first ideal scenario round. is? That the Warriors get fourth. Mm-hmm. I think that's the more realistic target right now. I don't, I don't know that three is, but. The Warriors can still get fourth and land a home court, right? So in, in my ideal scenario, the Warriors get fourth. And in the first round, they have home court, true home court at Chase. And then in the second round, they get the Kings. Now, you're much better right. at looking at the standings. But tell me what would have to happen for that. Like, okay, so if the Warriors were to get fourth, right, they play whoever's in fifth. So based on the other teams competing at that spot, who would we want it to be? I wouldn't want it to be the Clippers for the first round. So you're talking about Phoenix, Dallas, arguably Minnesota. But I think you're talking about the Clippers, Phoenix, and Dallas. Mm -hmm. I would rather see Dallas out of all those teams. We've already seen a better version of this Dallas team last year. Um, I guess you're a little bit more worried in this matchup because your defense isn't as good as it was last year. But if you get to the playoffs, um, you know, you got to assume that you'll be able to defend at a high level. And Dallas Dallas has one guy. Yeah, Dallas has one guy. I think think the Warriors would beat either one of those teams in – Five, maybe six games if they if they play with their food, but I think it would be easier to do against Dallas. Um, like I now said, you have, you have the gotta... Pelicans down there sleeping because when Zion gets back, the Pelicans are going to go back and start winning more. Do we have any mm-hmm. idea when Zion is coming back? No, I haven't looked into that. I don't know. Okay, so the Pelicans are lingering to... out there, and they they right yeah. now they only have one more loss than the other team. So they're, they're sort of in that mix too. 
And I would, I would, I would say the Pelicans could probably do more than like the Jazz or Minnesota. So I'll throw them in that mix. But all right. So whatever. So my 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 ideal scenario is that the Warriors would get fourth and play one of these teams in the first round. And then in the second round, they would get the Kings, which would basically be a home game for them anyway. Um, so it would be like having two first rounds. So I don't want I don't want the Kings in the first round because I want the Kings in the second round. But what position? Let's say the King. The Kings could be two or three. Kings will have to be. The the Kings will have to be first for that to happen. It would. They would have to be first. Mm -hmm. If we're at four, because the four five, the winner of four five plays the winner of one eight in the second round. Okay. So the Kings, yeah, I don't think they were going to climb at the first, but. Yep. So then the only other thing then is fine. So if we can't get those two things, then if the Warriors don't get home court, if they end up below the fourth seed, then I want them to get mm-hmm. the Kings in the first round. And that's still like a home game for them. Yeah. I hate that for the Kings, you know, because I, you know, their first series, it's a little unfair, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, ideal situation for me, I think, would be that they would get fourth as well, either third or fourth. Um, and at that point, I don't, it don't really matter. I mean, I wouldn't want to play the Clippers out of those teams right there in the mix, but I don't think the Clippers are really too scary. It's going to be the Kawhi and Paul George ISO show. And I think their late game execution is nearly just as bad as the Warriors is. So <laughs> wouldn't be too scared of the Clippers, but I do want to be, in the Kings bracket and in Memphis's bracket, because I think those two teams will be easier outs than Denver will be. Um, so as long as they aren't like seventh or eighth in the first, in the you know overall, I think they're in a pretty good spot because that would just guarantee that they don't play Denver into the conference finals, and then anybody else, I think they're they're getting out of there fairly fairly easy if they're on top of their game. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, The other thing that I really want, Justin, is I want the Warriors to get some help. You know? Draymond said, can we give Bob some fucking credit? And I'm saying, can we give the vet some fucking help? Like, what the (laughs) hell? What the hell? I mean, they're going down left and right. They look like old men out there, you know, like they do. They look mm-hmm. old out there. Not Steph per se. They are. He's banged up, but like Clay, he looks like an old man out there. He absolutely does. Even Dre, when yeah. he had like that and sometimes today, it was like he did it and it was like dope and it still looked like an old man steal, you know, like I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they old. They old. I mean, like, they they're not as twitchy and quick as they used to be. Um, you know, potentially we've been seeing some signs of their conditioning and their endurance kind of not being where it used to be as well. And that, it just is what it is. But you know, they got enough to you know to make it through a playoff run. You just got to get them there. So that's why we about to talk about getting them some help. Yeah. So Kyrie Irving, in true Kyrie fashion. 
dropped a bombshell um, on Friday afternoon. He actually ruined my day, so fuck Kyrie. Um, because yeah, he, I had to start talking about that at work. Yes. It dropped at 2 o'clock. <laughs> after I had spent hours preparing for the show and pulling everything we needed for the show, you know, I love my job, so I'm not complaining about it at all. But production... If you've never worked in production or done it, people are like, oh, that's so dope. It is cool. It's also hella fucking work. And (laughs) you're pulling together things for the stories you're going to discuss and do. And Tom Brady on the first day of Black History Month decides, oh, yeah, I'm going to retire again for the second fucking time. And then Kyrie decides, I want to be traded before the (laughs) trade deadline. And you blow up my whole fucking day. You blow up my whole fucking day. An hour before my show is about to launch. So, or just go on air. So, fun times, fun times. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. So, I was not pleased with Kyrie. I I tweeted out of frustration, like, you athletes can't give me a fucking break this week. I mean, it was just between (laughs) that and other shit with guests. It was an intense week. But that aside, Kyrie drops this bomb. And now NBA Twitter like he sets it ablaze and the trade scenarios start and you already knew as soon as it happened i'm like oh man listen i know lakers fans about to be thirsted on the tl and rye cole my dear friend rye cole quotes me and he's like warriors fans saying trade all them kids right now as we speak and i was just like rye please but he was so right because Warriors fans were sounding so thirsty because if Kyrie gets traded, then that makes Kevin Durant available and he could come back and reunion. And, da, 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 da. and I was oh, Lord, here we go. So I know that you would not be opposed to Kevin Durant coming back. I know that. But um, Kevin Durant ain't coming back to this team. That being said, right. what were your thoughts when the, the Kyrie news dropped and – do you think that affects the Warriors at all for purposes of the, the, the trade deadline, which is February 9th and it is now officially February 5th, right? Because it's technically Sunday morning, right? As we're recording. So mm-hmm. there are four more days, four more days until the trade, until the deadline. So what, what are you thinking, Justin? I was surprised when I first saw it, but then I realized you know, I thought back to everything that's gone into the next season and Kyrie and how everything has gone with them. And it just, you know, it's not surprising, really, when you think about it. Um, it definitely affects the Warriors. Whenever a star or a player of his magnitude wants off their team to go to another team, it every other team in the NBA now looks at that spot and they now, you know, they have to move based on how the market is going based on that, you know, move. So, it's definitely affecting the Warriors. Hopefully the whole process gets done quickly so the Warriors don't potentially have to scramble for scraps at the end of trade deadline season and see what players that they actually want are still available and all this other stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's it could potentially be a blockbuster trade that can affect the Warriors later on down the line. So, if he ends up going to the Lakers, who knows how much better they'll play or if they play worse and all this other stuff. If he ends up going to the Clippers, who just put their name in it, or Dallas, I don't think he'll make that much of a difference in Dallas. But 
you know, it's a lot of Western teams that want him. He's a very good player. He could potentially make those teams better. So that's also something you got to monitor. Mm. Yeah, I'm not that interested in Kyrie and where he ends up, to be, <clears throat> to be honest. Um, may, you know, if he goes to the Lakers, my guess is that they could make the play in. But I mean, what? What, Justin? You don't think, I mean, you don't think they have, they can make the play in. I think they're, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, I didn't think so. I didn't think so going into the season, but all these teams that I thought were going to be like way better than them are not. So but they're still they not a chance to get in better. So I still don't know why you're finishing. The other teams aren't good, but neither are they. Like they still haven't like showed anything that makes them better. Uh, I guess. I mean, I guess we'll see. I hope they're, but I mean, I hope they're trash for the remaining season, but you never know. AD yeah, just got back, and you know, look, so we'll see. The Nets just like fluttered, like, not like Katie went down and they went, they started losing games. Then they won a couple, then they started losing games again. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. he wouldn't just be there by himself, he would be there with LeBron. And Anthony Davis, I get it. Excuse me, I get it. I just, I just don't think the Lakers are very good. I don't. Like, yes, Kyrie is a better player than Russ. Yes, absolutely. And also, I still don't think with Russ that Lakers should be as bad as they are. So, I mean, at some point, I'm just like, these guys aren't good. But we'll see. But like you said, there are other teams who put their name in the ring, so it may not even be the Lakers, right? Like, I don't think that the Nets are going to be in any rush to just give Kyrie what he wants. But at the same time, he could walk. So, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. I don't really see why teams would put up that much for him because he's about to be a free agent. Yeah. Especially and he clearly wants a max deal. Now mode. Yeah, he wants a max deal. So that definitely muddies the waters. There's a high chance he doesn't get moved anywhere. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, when I we were talking about this when I was on the show. And I was saying, look, honestly, the Lakers they could make a move, you know? Um and I said, yeah, you know, I like, like what I was asked is like, does it make sense this year? Or should they wait till like next year when they're in better position? And I'm like, to be honest, the way that the West is and everyone's so close together, I think they are still in a position to do something this year if they were to add someone of his magnitude. So, you know, I, I just, I just, this is probably just going to be one of those seasons. We'll see. Maybe no one will divide like odds in history, but this just seems like, a year where we're going to have a team that maybe was not that great for a large part of the season could like have a deep run or like come out the West. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We also did a, we also did a bonus segment yesterday on the show, much to my disliking. 
about LeBron as the potential GOAT in his position. And so let's just say the people are not um, <laughs> appreciating the things that I said. <laughs> Give but, it I up. Mean, it's only one GOAT. There is. And, and but the other thing is, too, like what always kills me about people is like, they were like, at least J.A., because I was on with uh, Michael Holly and Jay Adande. And they're like, at least he was willing to listen. By the way, that's great. He was willing to listen. And you know what his ultimate conclusion is? That MJ's still the GOAT. So I'm sorry that I didn't put on the pretense like I was going to listen to your arguments. Um, because when Marcus Thompson was on with us the other day, too, he was just like, no, there's not anything you could ever say to change my mind. And that's the same thing I said. But the things that I rejected and I felt adamant about, the thing that I got like uptight about is I hate this whole, he's one with three different teams. And so that's like a different narrative. It's different. It's not greater, <laughs> you know? And I mm-hmm. said, I don't see why leaving is, is, is greater than the people who stayed and went through different because you you guys make it seem like they stayed with one team. When Tim Duncan stayed with the Spurs, there was were different iterations of the Spurs. It wasn't like like yes, he had his like main core, but those were different iterations of the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, didn't didn't Steph won with three different iterations of the Warriors? Exactly. And I said, didn't Steph just go through like guys being hurt out two years, team being the worst to so I'm just why is he getting praised for when shit gets bad rather than leaving, he goes to another team and has it custom designed for him. And then y'all say it's great because he delivered to three different franchises. I said, do you guys think that all the other stars couldn't have done that? I said, didn't Kawhi do that? He left San Antonio and he went to Toronto and he delivered and he's not even of the level of some of these other guys. So like, I don't understand, you know, and you know, they're kind of like, oh, the whole loyalty thing's overrated. I said, my argument isn't about loyalty. It's not about saying you should or shouldn't. I don't have a problem that he left. What I'm saying is that that he left and did that is not greater than someone who stayed and 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 did it. And like you, you're not more of a goat because you delivered to three different franchises because basically you're rewarding him for something the others didn't have the ability to do because right. they didn't up and leave. So we don't know could they have done that. He left. And so I'm going to applaud the people who stayed, not out of loyalty, but they didn't just say, all right, shit is bad, so I'm leaving. They figured out what to do to turn what they had into winners over and over and over again. And I feel like we're undervaluing what doing that is, right? So, and Mm -hmm. I was just like this whole, I said, a, a large part of his GOAT case is based on longevity it's based on longevity and these counting stats that he's accumulated over time and i said i'm not saying we shouldn't applaud it but if if kareem isn't the definitive goat for actually having this record then why is lebron the goat for breaking it you know it's like this is what i never understand with things if the person who holds it isn't the goat for it why is he the goat for having like breaking it Mm. i said celebrate his greatness Celebrate that he's still playing at a high level at this age, but his teams haven't even been in contention. They haven't even been in contention like the last several years. You know, they tried to make the argument that he brought the Lakers back to relevance. I said, but did he? But did he? They only <laughs> won in the bubble. So 
I know people felt like I was just hating, but I was just like, I feel like we just say these things that are not actually true. Talk to actual Lakers fans. Talk to them and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just right. like, so I was just like, no, there's nothing he can do. And also, I feel like he's the only one we make an argument for in the way that we do. Yes. He's the only one of the all-time greats where his case for greatness is structured differently than the rest of them. Why is that? <laughs> Chosen one. Chosen one. He's the most he's he's everybody's favorite player. So if you want your favorite player to be viewed in a certain light and they aren't, then you got to change the rules a little bit. Look, there were still there were a few people in the comments cheering me on like she spit. She, but you know, largely they were calling me a hater. They said that I need to get off TV. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. I'll be that. <laughs> I'll be that. He ain't the goat. I don't care what y'all tell me. And you know, like I don't, I don't have to praise him. You know, I'm sorry, but that people feel like showing respect means praising. I you you're denying his greatness when I said he's an all-time great in the top five all-time greatest players like what like what what do I have to do to be not hating right what do I have to do to not what you're upset about is that I will not speak and and speak about him in the same way that you will that I will not like fawn over him and be like oh it's so amazing you know (laughs) You know, it's just something we should applaud and we should recognize. LeBron is recognized every day, every day. I'm talking about him on this podcast right now. I mean, I just, I don't understand what it is that people need for it to not be like, you know, what is it that it it needs? So, um, yeah, they don't like me talking about Bron. I don't like to talk about him, but I was asked about him. So, um, and you're someone who's way more objective to me, but you still don't even have him as the GOAT either. No, no chance. Now I know that you think Kareem is overrated. So you have LeBron as number two. He's That's just, crazy. You don't think that? I mean, overrated is a strong word, but I don't have him as high on my list as as some other people do. Okay. I think he's an all time great. But you have yeah. him top five? Not really, no. Nah. Okay, so you think he's overrated. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess. My, I mean, yeah. I guess the way I look at it is a little bit different, but yeah. I but do you that. have LeBron as the clear number two. For you, it's Bron, and then it's Jordan and Bron in your head. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I, I feel you, but like, no, that's okay. I don't care if people don't agree with me. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. Kareem's yeah, not in my top five. Braun, Braun two for me. Kareem not in my top five. Yeah, no. He's definitely not two for me. And um, I'm okay with that. I feel like all those guys, once you get to that level, like, they're also great. Right. They're, like, I, like think there's, I think there's MJ. And then I do. I think there's cases for everyone to be two through, like, five, six. I really do. And, and so... 
I, I get it. People want to say that it's Braun second, and that's fine. I don't agree, but I don't like the dismissiveness and the decision that, like, it's, it's of course it's those two, and the conversation can only be had about those two. I think it's wild disrespectful, and for me, that's just not what it is, you know? And I know people will think it's hate, but it's not. I've been watching basketball for a very long time, and with my own eyes, he doesn't do it for me. Anyway, guys, that's you. it. Because you know what? Our our guy Wardell, Wardell Stephen Curry, he's coming. He's coming for all of this bullshit. So I do have one question mm-hmm. to close with, Justin. Can Stephen, in your mind, become the number two behind Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they. I don't think he's ever going to win another MVP just based on how the award goes, right? Like you got to play a certain amount of games. He, for one reason or another, misses at least ten to fifteen games per season now, um, and you got to play with a certain level of youthfulness and energy every night and going for stats, all type of stuff that he's probably just not going to do anymore at this, at this point in his career. But if he wins another championship or two, racks up some more founders MVPs, racks up some more all NBA MVP caliber seasons, um, then yeah, why, why wouldn't he be able to go to two? If he is, if he's somewhere with six rings, three finals MVPs and LeBron is widely considered number two and he's four rings, four finals MVPs. Then there's going to be a case there for Steph to be number two, right? Get more rings than LeBron in the LeBron era. Then I think you got a pretty strong case for as high as you want to be. So got to keep winning. Keep winning. You're going to climb with that ranking. Shit, in my opinion, he he climbed into. In my opinion, he climbed into the top ten firmly after last year's rank in performance in the finals. Like I, I wouldn't put Lakers above him seven right now in the top ten. Some people. I mean, he's probably at like five, five for me. Yeah, he's probably like five for me. Yeah, I have him seven. But I agree with like you said. Once you get to a certain like part of your career, like for me, MJ's one and then like, okay, LeBron, Magic, Bill Russell and Will are on a different list for me because they played in a different league. Um, you can put Kareem in that Bron Magic realm right there. And then maybe after that or something, you got Kobe, Larry, Shaq, Steph, TD. Tim Duncan. Why do y'all people be living my God yeah. Tim Duncan off? I just said TD. Yeah, you got to him pretty late though. He, <laughs> you remember him earlier. Like, I didn't even say Hakeem. Hakeem, like once you get in that realm, like any of those guys could be third, fourth, fifth. Any of those guys could be second, like you said. So I think he's in that mix now. There's more than 10, 10 best players of all time, if that makes sense. There's like 12, 13 of them now. Um, right. It's all around that same level. So Steph is in firmly in that group now. If he gets another ring or two, and you know, sustains his level of play for another, you know, two, three, four years, then he definitely can climb up. Because then, at that point, what can you say about his career to keep him out? You know, he'll have the longevity, he'll have the peak, he'll have the hardware. 
Yeah, change the game, all that type of stuff. So let me sure. say why Steph is getting another MVP. You remember how they wanted to give Braun that MVP, but he just couldn't stay healthy? The all time achievement award MVP. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Right? That was not yeah. last year. I want to say it was two seasons ago. The season that actually Jokic won his first MVP. They wanted so badly to give that to Braun. Like everyone was just like, Yeah, it's Braun. And it has to be him. And they did the straw poll. And we were all like, but wh- why? He's not even like Embiid is out there busting his ass. You know, we like it, mm-hmm. like, it didn't make sense to us. And then it, did, it ended up not mattering because Braun got hurt and he missed like a lot of the season. Yeah. And he was like out of the conversation. But I, what I think is going to happen is that, especially if the Warriors win like another ring this year. And they awarded it to like Jokic or one of these other guys. Jokic, really, because if it goes to like someone else who's like their first time, it won't be a big deal. But if they award it to like Jokic for a third time and he doesn't even make it to the finals, right? And it's going to start to be like, should Stephen Curry have more MVPs? Should he be the front runner coming in? And I just think it's going to be a case for him, not saying that he won't play at an MVP level, but where it's going to be like, as long as he can go and have like pretty good stats and not miss too many games, I think it's going to be like one of those, like we got to make up one of these, like not giving him MVP kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I, see mind, I can't explain it. It's like Clay Thompson, but in my heart, I just know Steph is winning a third MVP. I hope you're right. I've been telling you that now for like years now, right? So you know it's not something I'm just saying tonight. I've always said that. I know, but it's always something, always something popping up. Yeah. yeah, I think if he, I think if they win this year, I'm praying. Whether it's help or it's the young guys, I think they'll get adequate help. For him, that will not make him have to like, yes, of course, there's always the chance of like regular injury. But I do feel like a lot of this stuff is happening because of like the extra playing time. So I don't think it's fatigue. But like I said, like a night like tonight where he should be resting, he's not. And then he goes out there and he gets banged up again. So, you know, I just think if they have the horses, if they have like that, the, the right amount of help. They don't have to run right and stuff so ragged, and that gives him the ability to perform more over the course of the season. So that's what I'm hoping for. True. But the same way I felt like, well, we all thought he had to just get a finals MVP to shut everyone up. I still really think he needs that third MVP on his resume. So I'm going to keep putting it into the universe. <laughs> I feel you. I think he should have got it at least 20, 2021 or 2022, but for various reasons that didn't happen, you know, 2021, they, he got hurt, and they and they ended up a little bit lower. They probably could have been higher in the standings, would have helped his chances. In 2022, they had the record, but, you know, worst shooting yeah, season of his career. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if, if you could merge those seasons, he definitely would have got it. He might have won it unanimous again if he had 2021 stats with 2022 record. I know. <laughs> um, that was supposed to be this year. Got the stats this year, but the record ain't quite there. So it's just always something. Um, I hope you're right, though. It would be amazing to see him win a third one. Or that would be the story. Can he win it at this age of his career? Like, as long as they have a narrative <laughs> that they can tie to it, then they'll push for it, right? So 
But he needs something to propel him into the narrative coming into the season. And a win in the finals after your team meddled around 500 and didn't look good and had to play all of their games on the road, that's a pretty nice narrative to set you up for the next season to be MVP. True. You see how I'm always thinking Very about true. these things? Please, Stephen Curry. The well, NBA script. We got to check the NBA script, though. I don't know if that's on the NBA script. Whoever listens to this podcast, I know, I know, because Steph got goons everywhere. Tell your people at Under Armour, okay? Um, um, Justin, they need to hire me <laughs> because I could do so much for him. Listen, you've been tuned in. You got like basically an extra bonus segment because we went from finishing with the, the the trade deadline to talking about goats to to Steph getting the third MVP. We're not even done with this season yet, but we think big on this podcast and we bring vibes because we know, we know what the Warriors can do. We know how good Wardell can be. So. That's it. That's it. All right, guys, all positive vibes. Here's hoping that Steph is all good. We're about to sign off. I'm just checking one last time. Is there any other final update about Stefan? Is there anything else about him? Have you seen anything? Justin? I have not. All right. So that's it. We're all waiting now for this news about the MRI, but we're expecting that we're going to avoid anything significant and Steph's going to be all right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you. Until next time, I I, I told y'all we would talk about the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think we will again, but it's for me, go Eagles. And unfortunately for Justin, go Chiefs. So you guys have um, a great (laughs) time. (laughs) 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 Download the podcast, share it with your friends, review, rate, all that good stuff you know to do. Until next time, take care.